When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got to ask you a question then. In a perspective for a child that I'm watching online, quite pride of success. He's getting a lot of hate. And he reminds me a lot about you. No, he, no, don't say come that. Come on. He reminds you of my old version of he myself. He reminds me of you. You know why? <laughs> because I see every move is calculated. And I think he's doing the same thing that you did in a different shock factor. But you got to remember, you paved the way where being the problem child could be a solution. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Who is it? His, uh, his name. I'm just playing, I don't fight, I don't pray, I only go the way of Mr. Yahweh. It's not often I sit down with somebody and they say something that makes me think. Brother, this was great. I love you guys. You give me something to think about. My own damn way. I had a lot of fun on this interview. Welcome back, guys. Uh, this episode is, is long overdue. We've been, um, we, we've been going back and forth on doing this, and uh, I am more than excited about what happened on your podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to jump on here because I feel like for you it was more about me, but I want to center this about you. And uh, there's so many things I want to dive in. The first thing I want to say is your, your, your relationship to the internet is known as the problem child. Now, as somebody who knows who you are, I know you as the man who solves the problem. And, and I'm not trying to gas you up, and this is not my, my, uh, uh, my swing at like, oh, let me make the guest feel comfortable. There's a lot of things, Jake, that I do in my life because I watched you do it. Like, and wow. I'm truly, wow. truly, truly saying that. That's a, that's a, that's a great compliment, and Th I appreciate thank you. that. I, I, know, I know the troubles you dealt with that you don't even talk about in public. I yeah. know the personal things you've walked through. So I just want to let you know that when I look at you, even though you're younger than me, I see a greater man than I. Truly, because I know what you had to overcome and you did it while accompanying your friends and your family. You, and you, all you did was try to serve and build them up. And I watched people break you down over and over and it didn't break your character. And you tried to run with the problem child. You try to be this evil villain, but it's not you, bro. Yeah. It's not you. And you may have sold this to sell tickets, but I know who you are, bro. And just to let you know that if I stand in front of you or not in front of you, in front of anyone, I am proud to call you my friend. Thank you. I'm very, very proud we're, to call you my friend. We're brothers for life. Forever. And and it, it day one, like, helped each other, started from, from 1,600 vines. No, what what is it three six six zero Beverly Boulevard or yeah. something like that? You taught me how to ride. A, you, you taught me how to ride a motorcycle there. Yeah, and we would just go on go, go karts all night long. Do you zipping remember through the streets? Remember when uh, uh, Snapchats? Uh, they did. You couldn't even import sounds yet. So my man made me hold a speaker. <laughs> Do you remember those speakers? You made me hold. You're like, all right, dude, I'm okay. And I, I literally had one phone, one speaker. He'd be like, okay, dude, now gunshots. So I would go to YouTube and type, do, do, do. And it's literally him like, do, 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 fighting fake drawing objects that he was making. And this guy was creating stories. And by the way, just FYI, no one was doing that. No one was creating stories through a timeline. He was just ahead of the curve. I want to circle back and I want to hang myself to dry here. I'm going to embarrass myself. But there was a moment that you humbled the hell out of me, bro. And we were in front of uh, Hollywood Boulevard in Vine. And this kid came up to you. Now, you just started fire with Team 10. And we're with Alyssa. We're with the Dober twins. And the level of success got to my head. 
and this kid ran up to you and he was like, uh, he goes, Jake, I have this camera and I have this and I have this. And then he was just so like clingy and like just so uncomfortable uh, that me and Alyssa were just joking around about it. And we were joking and joking and joking all the way up till we get up to the stairs. And you sat down on the love sack and you look and you goes, I'm fucking embarrassed to call you guys my friends. He goes, who the fuck do you guys think you are? And you looked right at my eyes and you said, that man did the same thing that you did to Logan in the gym and yet you look down on him. What kind of piece of shit are you, bro? So that was the day that you changed a huge perspective in my life, bro. Wow. That's Dude. deep. That's <laughs> deep. I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember this happening, but, but yeah, man, I, I believe that any person that comes up to me in public, what, whatever it might be, that they can teach me something, they could tell me something, they could be my future business partner, they could be the next uh, great, most famous person in the world. You know, it's like me going up and taking a picture with Anderson Silva, then 20 years later, I knock him to the canvas. It's like, you never know who that person is gonna be. And there's days where I'm irritated and not in the mood, or I'm literally eating at a nice restaurant and there's food in my mouth. And it's like, please, like, okay, this is a little bit much right now. Mm. Of course, but I, yeah, I try to have that perspective. And also, if someone looks up to you like that, they uh, think you are the coolest person in the world or something. And you, and you want to, I want to give them that energy and that press impression mm -hmm. to keep on believing in, in, in that. And um, I've had moments where it turns out, you know, that person that came up to me or whatever the random person is that, I mean, funny enough, I mean, I'm just connecting these dots now, but it's like Alyssa came up to me as a fan yeah, mm -hmm. and asked me for a picture. Yeah. So it's like, do you think you got this idea of listening to the man that somebody might not listen to because you were the man that no one listened to that you knew inside of your heart. I'm going to show you guys. And so you didn't want to turn Jake Paul away. It, no, exactly that. And I guess you're kind of putting it even now. I'm kind of like realizing that, but I guess that is what it was deep down was being the runt, being the problem child, being the one who, you know, I would go into the classroom and it's like, oh, you're, you're Logan Paul's brother? Like, oh, like, this is going to be great. And then, it then, like, it all goes wrong, you know? But, like, being that odd one out, not really, like, fitting in in certain places, not feeling, the like, a lot of love uh, from my peers and, and such growing up, I guess, yeah, that, that is where it comes from, I guess. Well, it's, it's such like, a beautiful thing for you to be so strong in your character to not only, so at the time when you're being, you know, kind of crapped on, you could be strong in your character and be like, okay, you know what, like, it's okay, like, one day they'll know, one day they'll learn, it's all right, like, I'm going to keep doing what I need to do. And then getting to that point and being strong in who you are and being like, no, like, I'm even going to straighten out my friends. I'm going to sit them down and be like, that was disgusting, not being... Like, too embarrassed. Like, it's a, that's a hard thing to call out your friends and to tell them, like, an honest truth like that. But yeah. you did something difficult that was better for him in his life. And that was also better for you because then you got to stand strong, you know, in who you are. Amen. And do, was there something 
when you felt like everybody was kind of like pushing you to the side, was there something that inspired you to to kind of be strong and to be resilient? Yeah, I think I knew that I was different and had something special. I just I didn't fully know it, but I just felt it, I guess, faith. in a sense. like You had faith in yourself. Because at the time, I just felt like I kept on getting kicked down and down and down and down. But I think I was just, like, so passionate and so driven and what and resilient. I think the resilience, like, came from my dad and that, and that toughness to not let them shape that character and kick me down into a box and put me there. And I think just pushing through that, I slowly found wins but specifically enough like it, it, it actually made me more competitive and driven so I think when they're mm -hmm. kicking you down like that and you're not fitting in in certain places you can go one or two ways you could cower mm -hmm. or you could just double down yeah. and I love I love the word double down in the in the phrase not it's obviously two fucking words but um, <laughs> <laughs> but the but the phrase double down because it's like Oh, something bad happens, go even harder in yeah. that exact same category. Oh, you lost, go even harder yeah. uh, versus cowering. And I think I kept all of that like competitiveness and that hunger and drive and motivation deep inside me and let it fuel me on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a lot of times like even specifically in the 1600 Vine building where I was like going so hard to prove that I was like better than some of those people in there and had better ideas that it, it, it required me to level up mm -hmm. in my creativity, in my work ethic and who I was as a man. And that's great. And that's what I needed. And that's what was prescribed to me in my destiny. And I would be like checking the numbers. I was the last in the building in terms of followers. And by the time Vine got shut down, I believe I was like, number four in the building so like i went from the 20th most followed to number four mm -hmm. and i've never even spoke on this no one even knows that i've like kept you, track of that in my you head let your work do the talking. but i was yeah exactly i was like okay that's the best thing you can do all you like people you, you're gonna you're gonna see and and yeah like i mean we kind of talked about it today like i think it did really affect me because that's the first thing you brought it up when I, you saw me. I saw George. How we haven't seen each other in a while, and he, he made I a joke. Kind of made and, and a joke he, he about jabbed at somebody, and I said, "I go, oh, still feeling it." But here's the thing, bro. Like, you, you, you didn't use it in a, in an evil way. You, you, you weaponized it. You realized that okay, I can use this as fuel. Yeah. And you took it in the right direction. So I'm very proud of you of that. Here, my other question is this: How, how did you find the faith? When, because like you know, everything's a roller coaster, right? So there's sometimes you have a really big drop, and and before you got that break on Disney, before you got uh, uh, the 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 YouTube success, and you're just you, there's the up and downs, right? There's a portion where you're just in belief that you're great, but your work is not showing truly that you're great yet. There's a lot of that version of Jake Paul out right now, and. How, how does a man keep going if he really because bro you never really saw an end goal you're like if I get to this number then it'll be great you just kept pushing so what like what is it that a man needs does he need to believe in himself does he need to uh, uh, not care about the noise because that's exactly what you use as fuel what does a man not need to keep going the the word the word quit because there was moments where I didn't believe in myself 
there was moments where I didn't have fuel, you know, like that motivation runs out. Yeah. You know, the, the, the things someone said about you that like makes you work harder for a month. Oh, well, no one's saying anything now. Like even losing yeah. to Tommy, I was, I was so, so fired up and invigorated and in the gym working so, so hard. But that was only, that only lasted for like, a couple of months and so then it's like a commitment to the goal and i think the commitment one makes to to self is above all else and my my goal was to be the first social media billionaire the first self-made social media billionaire and mm -hmm. so even if i would fail I would be like, okay, I learned from that. Okay, I'm one step closer. Okay, I have these connections now. Okay, this didn't work out, but I'm, but I'm not stopping because I think that's... So your success came from knowing that it's not the end of the world when it feels like it's the end of the world. Yeah, you only, you only lose when you quit. Well, you said that your father taught you to be resilient. Do you feel like growing up doing sports has a lot to do with that? Yeah, look, I think that hyper competitiveness and wanting to be the best and but well, i want to circle that best right because now us athletes are like as long as you participate you win but you're no. saying that's not the case it's not you just enter that you win it's that you enter with the mindset that i'm going to beat everybody around me and i'm going to be number one do you think or die trying exactly you do might you not you might not be but it's like shoot for the moon even if you miss your land amongst the stars which i said to my friends the other day but we started joking about it because the saying is shoot for the moon even if you miss your land amongst the stars but there's a lot there's more stars that are further so the saying should be shoot for the stars and even if you miss your land on the moon that's a that's a side thing i got Fair sorry, my, sorry. Man, my man one day was sorry. like you know what dude sorry <laughs> just think about it there's stars everywhere <laughs> the star, there's stars that are much further than the moon yeah. so you should shoot for the stars and, and even if you miss you'll land on the moon i want to i want to circle back to your to your uh, pops because i know you guys bump heads but there's love there Do, would you say your younger self is grateful that he listened to the bullshit that at the time thought was bullshit, like when your dad was pushing you? Because when you're a kid, you're like, dude, I hate my dad, bro. He's always making me outside shoveling snow and we're always hunting, always doing this. But then later on in your life, you're like, oh, thank God, if my dad didn't make me work harder than my neighbors, I would not be able to compete at this level. It's interesting. I don't think I ever hated him for making us work. Uh, I think there was moments where I was like, this sucks kind of, but I, don't, I, I, didn't, I didn't ever... I kind of, he made me enjoy working actually. That's important. He made it fun. Like, and at the end of the day, we're going to Dairy Queen and I'm going to get you a blizzard. Yeah. Or like, he made me appreciate, you know, earning, earning the yeah. $20 for the, you know, 10 hours of work or whatever he would give us. What's up guys? This video is sponsored by Lifecycle. When I opened up this package in front of my fiance's mother, she lost her marbles. She is so excited about this and I'm excited to share why I love this product. This right here is Lifecycle's Biohacker Set. Actually their most popular product because it covers from A to Z. Energy, stamina, stress, sleep, immunity, focus, mental clarity, gut health, and mood. Honestly, it covers it all. All right, I wanna show you my Lifecycle. In the mornings, I take lion's mane, cordyceps, and chaga. 
This gives me energy four to six hours. I am just like a lightning bolt. All right, turkey tail might have saved my life. This might be a little bit too much information, but my stool is impeccable right now. If you don't know what stool is, don't Google it. The next two are reishi and shiitake. You're gonna wanna put these next to your toothbrush. I'm not exaggerating. Belle and I both took this before bed and I have never had a night's sleep like that. Don't forget to use my code for the link in the description and that is going to be George20 for 20% off. Seriously. Try this. You're not gonna regret it. How important would you say your success and your foundation would be with or without your father? It, yeah, it wouldn't be possible. It, it wouldn't be possible at all. And, and, by the way, and this as is... well as my, as well as my, you're the mom. It's it's that learned behavior, and that is everything. My mom is the one who taught me manifestation. So it's like if I didn't believe. And my grandpa taught her. It's like if I didn't start writing those goals, you know, on my mirror when I was in high school, they were much simpler then. It was, I'm going to win the wrestling tournament this weekend. And I would say it over and over again every single day. And then eventually, like, that, that's still a part of my daily practice till this day, but the goals are much bigger. But, it w but once I saw that it was real and it made me feel good and it brought more into my life, it's, it's essentially, it's manifestation, prayer, like it's all kind of speaking. speaking into existence. Exactly. How bad is speaking uh, bad things to yourself? Like, like for example, the kid that's uh, self-deprecates for comedy, right? Every day he's in class, he's like, well, yeah, I'm the idiot. I'm the idiot. I'm the idiot. At one point, it's like, yo, the joke's on you, dude. You're making yourself an idiot. Uh, yes, yes, and if you take it all lightly, though, because I think there's a points of self-deprecation that are good to also, like, keep yourself humble. humble. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. make fun of my own hairline and my crooked nose and all of these things, crooked teeth, underbite, like... Like a Andrew Scholes was saying, like with the with the bulldogs that can go outside and like catch water, <laughs> and like that was me. Like <laughs> I, I have an underbite and shit. But but like I think there's a point where it's where it's good to, to keep yourself humble. But but negative where if that's all you do, then no. And what happens if your friends are negative all the time? Yeah, that's bad as well. That's y bad. Your as surroundings well. is very important. One well, of it's my frequency and more frequency, and then you're just. Habitual, poisoning yourself habitual yeah and it becomes your default setting to like go into the negative to be rude to yourself one of my 2024 goals is to be mindful and control every thought and have better higher quality thoughts that is so beautiful and on the same path that i'm at I did this thing and I just spoke about this. I hate re-saying things. I feel like I'm being redundant, but this is on the same page as that. Uh, if I said something negative to somebody in my head because I was around people that just talked a lot of shit and I became my environment, I trained myself out of it by, if I talk shit about Reed in my head, I would say three nice things about Reed and then in my head, I'd be like, you cannot speak to that man. Just because he cannot hear you doesn't make you less of a man for thinking of that way. You know what's funny? It's funny that you're practicing this now because you're the one who taught this to me. I don't know if you remember this, but I, like, I don't know, like a few years ago, I was having like a lot of issues with my skin. And that was like, that was really hard on me, you know, because like just being in front of the camera, all that stuff. I think and you had the same problem as well, yeah? Skin? Yeah, with acne yeah. and being on camera. I mean, my shit's still fucked up. No, your skin looks great. No, don't lie no. to me. Skin looks <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I have but, this like thing right here. Yeah, but here. acne, you know, it's hard because it, it gets to you because it gets to your mental. And 
and you brought that up to me and you after because I was I cry about it, cry about it, and you said, I have a question for you. You're like, when you see other people with acne, you're like, do you judge them? And I was like, no. I mean, I don't judge them. I just, I know that I don't like my acne, so I'm like, oh, damn, like, I don't like that acne. And you're like, hmm. You're like, the next time you see somebody with acne, you think something bad, you're like, say three beautiful things about that person and see how God will change this for you. And that was a really big thing. And I know that was a really big thing for me in how God like helped me like heal my skin. Because how could I be judgmental of something on other people when I know it like it destroys me and it hurts me and it makes me like not want to leave the house. That's beautiful because I think that's everybody talks shit about things that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like the people that tell me I talk too much are the people that talk too much are the people that are like Oh, he tries to be funny or the people that probably tries to be funny You you hate the person that you look in front of because it mirrors what you're battling inside So if you could fix the demon inside then there's no problem anymore shout out Jack Harlow The ones that hate me the most look just like me Dude, You tell yes. me what that means Yes yeah. By the way, no, no shot at Jack Harlow, but he was like the sweetest rapper. I would DM him. I was like, yo, I love your song. Just like as a fan, he would always, he would always message me back. And then I was like, yo, you should hop on the podcast. <laughs> it just left me out. Hey, it happens, bro. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. Wayne. Yeah, Jack, if you see this, please come on the podcast. Come on I'm now. a big fan, dude. Even though you left me on red, I'm still a big fan. We cat. forgive you. Yeah. Well, you DM'd him too. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wait. He the podcast. He's like, brother, you don't know. I don't want to be there. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. But okay, circling back to you. Um, okay, so we we realize that your surrounding is very important. Uh, how, but how does a man do, how does a man get out of his environment if he loves them? It's hard to get away from your mom when your mom's behaving bad. It's hard to get away from your best friend because in your heart you're taught you never abandon the ones you love. But what happens when the ones you love are the ones that are the weight that keeps you sinking in the water that you cannot breathe in? Well, you have to uh, you have to make sure you're good first and foremost. If if you aren't good as a as a person as self, then that's gonna make everyone around you kind of come to your level and so if you're not good and you're not happy and you're not fulfilled you can't fill up anyone else's cup not your mom not your dad not your brother not your sister and so that calling inside of of me I wasn't good I was like I need to I need to live life I'm not meant to be in this box and I had to jump out of the bird's nest and fly and at the end of the day your parents are adults and they had 40, 50 years to figure things out. And guess what? They did. They'll be perfectly fine. And I don't know if I'm answering the right question. No, but, you're answering it perfectly. But basically, at some point, it's okay to be a little bit selfish when you're younger and you have to figure out how to make yourself happy and how mm-hmm. to find your purpose and to fulfill your dreams. And if your parents didn't do that and they are clearly unhappy, divorced and, <laughs> and trying to give you advice, well, should you take it or should you take the advice from the people who are where you want to be mm. and practice what you preach? That's, what I realized from a young age, and that's why I think I butted heads a lot with with my dad in those younger years, um, because I felt like I knew where I needed to go, and 
it turns out I did, but and maybe that's not the case for some people. And of course, there's trials and tribulations along the way. But you definitely have to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day. And your parents and all of those people have their own destiny. They've had decades to figure everything out for themselves. And it's time, it's time for me, Jake Paul, to take control of my future and do what I want to do. So would you say, so take a little bit of room do what you gotta do, as you said. And then would you come back to them and try and communicate with them the wisdom that you feel that you have learned? Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's essentially exactly what happened. And I, but where I didn't know how to do that was my brashness, which is what I learned from my dad of the way to communicate that. I mm -hmm. wasn't, I wasn't a good communicator in terms of relationships peer to peer brother to brother because I was just like f aggressive and and s overly passionate there's there, like we were talking about on on the pod it's like there's a certain way to convey and communicate things and I just didn't have that ability until I was like 22 23 and now still learning that and getting better at it it's it's not just something you like pick up and have overnight and you naturally as human go to your default setting which you're like uh, the the a guy kid is going to be exactly like their dad and so i had to shed that skin of how to communicate with people in a proper way and i still ask gus or brandon or jasper like there are moments where i jump back into that default setting and you're not perfect yeah, yeah exactly but it's yeah. different falling into it once in a while versus an everyday pattern. Exactly. Yeah. Is that why you showed your brother compassion when the whole world was like, why would he talk to his own brother like that? Is because you know where your brother got his nutrients from? Yeah, no, and, and that's that's kind of why I, I sat there and I was like, you don't, you don't fight fire with fire. Mm -hmm. And so I just was like, okay. I, 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 don't, I f f don't recall the conversation of like how it went, but I kind of just like, took the energy with grace and was like, yeah, this is not how I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's, if you know the Paul family, that's not how you get across to us. And I have to applaud you by the way, for the way that you held yourself when you were in that situation, you absolutely did hold yourself with grace and that showed you with your actions by you not saying much that showed everything. You said everything. There's nothing you could have said in that moment that would have I, I want to I want to tag on to what she said because she got to see you at your excellent performance. I got to see you when you were practicing that performance and that practicing of biting your tongue back, being patient, breathing. I've watched you blow. I watched you guys almost fist fight each other yeah. over a silly little argument and for you to go from there to here, it's all from, and this is my perspective, practicing being that person. Yep. Because one year you may do it four days out of seven days. The next year you're doing it one day out of seven days. And then in five years, maybe it's once a month. And now it's like once in a while when I'm tired or stressed, I blow up. But it wasn't like overnight you decided, hey, I'm going to be a more patient man. To be patient, you have to be patient. No, and, and <laughs> that is, yeah, it, it took a lot to get there and um, credit to Susie who's who's life coach therapist for me but 
it takes work. It's like being in the gym. It's no different. It's if if we go to the gym, if we go to our job, if we play sports, how come we don't spend time like working on emotional intelligence and working on understanding ourselves and growing as a person? And so I think for nine months straight, maybe uh, I was speaking with Susie every night for about an hour to two hours just learning myself and just uncovering things and identifying it and that's the first step is it hard to do that is it is it uncomfortable to share feelings and work on things that you bury is it what what's the worst part of like getting yourself out there with another person is it a humiliating standpoint is it like do you have to fully surrender what does it look like for a man that's in recovery of his mind it's a hundred steps back and it's you're creating more work for yourself and you're getting kicked to the bottom of the hill and you have to retrain all your default settings and it takes a lot of time um, and you have to want to do it and it's not easy and I think that's why a lot of people are afraid to go and do ayahuasca or to go and unveil the unveil these things about themselves or to even speak with someone because the, the the saying is I had five problems and then I spoke to a therapist and realized I had 50 mm. and it's true because if you have a good therapist they're going to say oh yeah well this is happening because xyz this is how you're programmed you're you're thinking about this problem but you need to fix this problem um hearing that from somebody that you want to get better by, right? Like that's like going to a mechanic and being like, yo, I, I need an oil change. And they're like, well, actually you need to rotate your tires. You need to get an airbag. Exactly. You got to get oil. How does a man not get overwhelmed, frustrated? He barely got himself to put himself, sorry, he barely got himself to pick himself up and deliver himself to a person where he wanted to solve these problems. How does a man not drown in being told that he has more problems? How does it, how does he not run away? Like how, how, how did you stand firm and being like, okay, well, damn, like there's more work to do besides having your work ethic that you're blessed with how does a man that doesn't have your work ethic achieve these goals without being afraid and running away from them i think uh it's life that's that's life you need the adversity joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain the work to make yourself better is what makes it so much sweeter when you get to that point the the reward that's waiting for you on the other side it's like if if everything in life was a treasure hunt to find the gold then everybody would work on themselves and because it's a fun we're going through the jungle we're going to encounter all these problems but we're going to get the gold inside the cave and we're looking at the map and it's amazing and this is a fun cool outer bank story but it's, it's no different, you know, there's gold waiting for you in terms of who you are as a person when you can figure those things out, fix some of those problems, start to change into that man and life will start to become so much sweeter and all the things you have wanted will come to you so much faster. And it's, I think knowing that maybe above all else is what people should look forward to. Like so even, have even faith if it's, that it's gonna take you to a better place not even you don't even need to have faith you it's going to mm. it's certain yeah so like certain it, faith, yeah. it, it's like Would if you, i do this work and i 
become better and I, and I work with someone to identify these problems and I go into these spiritual ceremonies and want to integrate and come out better, then it's certain that life will be sweeter because I'm a testament to that. It's like I went 100 steps backwards and then took all of those steps and then leaped, leaped years and years ahead and all the things in my life started to just unravel right in front of me, right in front of my eyes. What up guys, this video is gonna be sponsored by Henson Shaving, this little bad boy. Now you guys are probably wondering, George, what the heck do you know about shaving? To be honest, ever since I was one, I knew how to shave because I'm Middle Eastern. My parents were always telling me, George, you need to you need to clean up that five o'clock shadow before you go to school. I would realize I would get a lot of irritations, not from this guy, uh, just from regular ones with a bunch of blades. I would get bumps, I would get irritations. It would look like I had a hickey, but I, no one ever kissed me because I, I didn't know how to shave properly. And now I found the solution Solution, Henson shaving. The way that they made this out to be, it kind of reminds me of like the, the barbershop vibes, you know? Like they put a blade in there and it's clean and it's new. There's no gunk in it. There's no hair jammed in it. Anyways, long story short, if you're interested in shaving and not having irritations, Henson shaving will do the trick for you. Hit the link in my description. Use my code Janko for 100 free blades. That's ridiculous. I don't know how many times you've shaved, but 100 is a lot. Hit the link in my description. Get 100 right now. See you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of the video. There was a, an interview that just happened um, with Cat Williams, and everyone was talking about the drama that went behind it, but the one thing that it stuck with me, and I loved it, and I can't see him differently now because of this, uh, is when, he, when the interview, Shay asked him about how he was helping other people behind closed doors, and he never did it for the gram, he never did that for attention, and I saw that on Bradley's episode, with Fousey when he was talking about his mental health and how you reached out to him and you were like personally like you don't have to bring this this is between us I want to get you on your feet you're showing compassion to others around you with nothing to benefit but the satisfaction of knowing that you're helping a brother out there have you ever had the courage to bring this to your father and say dad like I truly with all my heart believe that you should talk to this life coach you should figure out the necessary steps it takes to have a good conversation without bringing your emotions involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did do that. And they did speak That's a good. bunch of times. Um, did he stay dedicated to it? No. And the, also a big thing is he, all of these things can be unveiled in front of you. And these conversations can be had, right? I could, I could tell somebody that they're mean to people and they, you know, uh, should be nicer. But if they don't want to change mm. genuinely and they don't want to be better and they don't want to understand or see how it will help them, then they're not going to change. And a lot of people don't change because they've been hurt so many times and traumatized so many times and led astray so many times and whatever it might be, been cheated on, businesses gone under, bankruptcy, X, Y, Z. The person that they have become is what protected them through all of those situations. And so they don't want to change because they're scared of what's going to happen to them.
And so this is all they've known their whole life and their default setting has now gotten them to what they think is this safe place. And that might be scary for him because he has kids, right? So like you say when you started at the age of like 25, you started this or what, how old were you when you started the, the life coach? Uh, the, yeah, life coach was like 25. But I think what, what was the predecessor to that was breath work, which that was like. 22 but uh, what i was circling is that if you were 25 when you realized okay i thought there was five problems but there's 50 problems and you're 25 so imagine you had to take 100 steps back your father might have to take 2000 so the weight is a lot different it's kind of like weight loss like a a kid that has a tiny belly but you could kind of see his abs Kind of like me right now. If I go to the gym and I stop eating bad, I'll see those results quick. But it's very demotivating when a bigger person's in there doing the same thing that this man's getting the results for, but it's not showing I think it's the opposite since they could burn more fat faster. It's not going to show right away. But that's what people want to see, right? But they're losing more weight. Yes, but they want to see it. They want to see the change. And you're 100% right. And I asked asked Susie about this. I was like, okay, but isn't it much harder to work with adults because they have 50 years of conditioning? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Versus versus the 25. And that's why with my foundation in charity, I I specifically chose to work with younger kids because you can make more of an impression on them and actually like change the trajectory of their life more so than any adult and they can implement things that will compound uh, into much greater results and that's why it excites me to work and help kids more than adults because it's a lot of times if you want to help an adult it's going to be very short-winded it's like teaching amanda if, if you fish for a man or whatever the saying is if you it's easy it's better for you to teach a man to fish exactly than to fish for him exactly so helping an adult i think is like fishing for them because it's like they they should have probably figured things out by now it's you're it's crazy your uh, your amount of empathy that you're showing and your ability to hone in on emotions and i was just i had an episode uh with tony robbins and we were talking about emotions are the first things to actions. Before you take a step, you think of something like, oh, I'm about to go boxing, right? Like, I got to stay focused, Like, but you're excited. But it's different if you think you're about to get your ass handed to. Now you're leading with fear. Your approach is going to be different, fear and faith. And so I'm watching you consistently deal with faith, 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 faith. Are you excited to be a father to ingrain faith in him? So that way you don't have to watch your son go through those nights that you didn't have faith. Are, are you like excited about that? Or are you taking that already now with the youth that you're helping? It, it, I feel like you're just dumping your wisdom onto them so they don't have to tread in the trails that you did. What, what, like, what's the next step? You got to everything you've accomplished. Is fatherhood the next step? Is, is, is being a guardian the next step? Like, What do you see Jake in 10 to 15 years? Yeah, I think... Um it, it excites me more than anything else to be a father and to be there every step of the way with my kids. And that's why I work so hard is so that when I have kids, I can semi-retire and spend the majority of my day being there mm. um, and teaching them the, these things that I, I wish had been taught to me in X, Y, Z. But, um, but yeah, arming them with the tools necessary to handle 
any situation and that's teaching them the things that we actually aren't taught in school you know uh, not a single thing that I was taught in my eight hours a day for a decade of school not one thing Mm -hmm. besides what happened outside of the classroom which was how to be like social and make friends maybe not one thing has helped me got get to where I am today. Not a single thing. Not the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> not the well, reading not fo- you. photo photosynthesis. You're saying like at a certain age it stopped being like the complicated did, did, did high reading, school classes. But did reading help me? What are you talking about? Bro? Like <laughs> But actually though. Yes. I created videos to- though. Like that's where it started. Obviously like that's a bit of an exaggeration. Of course people need to teach learn but to reading read. But reading is at like- a young age so I'm, I'm, I'm realizing what you're saying. Once you learn the fundamentals of how to move in the world like I could read a sign so I don't crash into something. Like as soon as you get those fundamentals the rest was like pointless. Like, yeah what? like pretty much. Uh, yeah. Like Sixth grade it's up great. was pointless to you. Because it was probably, to me. Probably after fourth grade yeah. I, I got in trouble once in school and uh I was in the class and I wasn't paying attention as usual. And I gave my teacher lip back, which my mom would tell me don't do that, but I did. And she goes, I only did because she said something very rude to me. She goes, the reason why, and this is what hurt, the reason why you're not gonna amount to anything is because you don't try. And that's why you're gonna be a failure. Who said this to you? My teacher. And I said, you think I'm not trying, I just don't try with things that are meaningless. Yeah, And exactly. she said, Oh, so you think math is meaningless? Yes. And I told her, I go, we're in the third quarter of school. And I said, I failed the first test you gave me. And I know for a fact that if you give this test, the first quarter test, the first test we ever had to the same kids that are in this classroom, they'd all fail this class. And so she goes, okay. She goes, tomorrow, guys, we're giving you guys that test to prove me wrong. Not one person in that class got a D. They all got Fs. Not one, not even the smart Asian kid that knows everything got a D. Everyone got an F. I believe, sorry, I don't think it was math. I think it was history. But regardless, I didn't pay attention and neither did they. They just crammed to please somebody above them. But they weren't using it as knowledge. And so I think the people that are successful in life are the ones they know what is meaningful to learn and what is junk to like, I'm not running around like a pony for you. Like if I'm not passionate about it and I don't think it's good for me, there's no reason to be there, which highlights passion so i want to circle to this how does a man find passion if he does if he's not passionate yeah yeah i guess i guess um it's a tough question because i don't know if i've been in the shoes of i've I've always been passionate i guess about pretty much whatever it was that I was doing. I think there's that fire, but so you, would you say I, passion is I important? Yes, but I don't get how someone can't be passionate. I've always wondered this, like there's a million things that I would want to do with my life. If I wasn't boxing or doing the things that I want, I would love to be a snowboard instructor. I'd love to be a photographer, a, a whitewater rafting instructor, bro. Every day you just get to fucking sail down the <laughs> so rapids, bro. Random? Not only do no, the stars bro. land on the moon, bro, but have you ever thought about doing... Like, there's so <laughs> many things. Do you go whitewater white rafting? Uh, yeah, what is I've that? Been. 
It's like when you know when you're in the canoe and you're and in you're in a river and crazy rivers the, with the rocks and everything. It's very dangerous. It's so much fun, and you and you jump on the front, and it's called like riding the bull, and you like have the rope. It's sick. Um, but there's so many. <laughs> so things you've been that, passionate always. It's good. I mean, listen, yeah, I but, have but too. how could? But like, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know if passion is the the right word. This is what I. This is the the problem is people say all the time. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what, where to go in my life. What, uh, like, should I go to college? What do I major in? To me, it's, it's, it's simple. And people are uh, filled with fear Mm -hmm. of failure because they know what they want to do. Right. Because if I asked that person, what's your hobby? They would have an answer every single time. Oh, I, I love uh, camping and and uh, I love RC cars or, or whatever the f- whatever their fucking hobby is. Great. So that's what you're gonna do. Dang, and they don't it's even know that. that. They don't know that that, that could be a, fu- a work. Oh, well, how, how am I gonna How am I gonna make money? Uh, 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 how, how do I like? Don't don't fucking like just just go down that path and the answers will reveal themselves. Get Take a the job. First step. Get a job at. At Hobbytron, make the make the right connections. Before mm. you know it, you might. First of all, you're gonna love your job because you're gonna be passionate about it, and you're gonna um, love going to work every day, and that's gonna fill you up with happiness and all this thing, and and make a life's purpose. And you're probably gonna be around people. Maybe that girl comes. Maybe a girl a week later comes in and wants to sign up to work there, and that. You meet your wife because she loves fucking RC cars too. And then guess what? You get so good at it and you make so many connections and you realize that this RC car on aisle four, man, it's really good, but the gears and the motor aren't wired the right way. It's a 316 gear when it should be a 515 gear that will make it go 10 miles per hour faster and you create your own fucking RC car and become a fucking millionaire. Bro, let's go. So like... I don't get I don't get that. You need to be but the people, new Tony Robbins, bro. You got to be like But people don't they 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 look the to, at one step in front of them mm-hmm. and it always has to do with money and parents most most of the time it's like yeah. yeah, but my but my parents want me to go to college. Are your parents where you want to be? Are they happy? Are they healthy? Are they in shape? Do they have a great relationship? And if the answer is yes then Maybe yeah, you could like craft some of your parents' advice, but maybe you want to live a completely different life. And so should you take their advice? I don't know. Like if they're just worried about how you're going to make money, you say to your fucking parents, life's not all about money, motherfucker. <laughs> and, and I agree up to the extent of cussing them out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but this is very beautiful, bro, because a lot of people move in fear. They don't want to. Yeah. And, and by the way, FYI, I just want to circle back to the last conversations. Everything that you accomplished, you always started out by thinking about the last step, yep. never the first step. Yep. If you think about the first step, it's impossible to see the end goal. Mm-hmm. But if you see the last step, okay, this is where I want to be, then it's like, get 
get up and move somehow. Get yourself out of the house. But nowadays, because of technology, everybody just wants to be inside of their house. They don't want to be uh, communicating. It's so funny. Social media has made people stop being social. Mm -hmm. And you need people around you to inspire you to think differently. You're not perfect. Yeah. You're probably lost and confused, i.e. me. When I was hanging around you, I became arrogant with one grain of salt of success. I became a man to not listen to a man on the street. And then I saw a great man act differently, making me want to move in a different way. Mm. So, yes, I, I completely agree. And by the way, there's a lot of things that I do agree with you on your saying. I'm just asking to see your point of views. Yeah, for sure, yeah. No, and I think, um, I, I think, yeah, I love, and I love having these conversations. I feel like we could uh, talk for a long time. But that's now what I feel like my purpose is, is to help these younger people who listen to these podcasts or whatever it is to just, like, grab life and take regain control of it. And I, I got to ask you a question then in a perspective for a child that I'm watching online, quite pride of success. He's getting a lot of hate and he reminds me a lot about you. No, he, no, don't say come that. Come on. My, he reminds me, he reminds you of my old version of he myself. He reminds <laughs> me of you. You know why? Because I see every move is calculated. Every move he's making is calculated. He knows what he's doing. And I think in his heart, just from an outside perspective, I think he's trying to set his people that he loves up. And I think he's doing the same thing that you did in a, in a different shock factor. But you got to remember, you paved the way where being the problem child could be a solution. And I saw him on the interview of Impulsive. He was very different back in the day when he first found success. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Who is it? His, uh, his name's Jack. Yep. So what advice would you give to Jack knowing that he's on this projectory of, I think he's putting his life in danger. Yeah, I think there's agreed. a lot of people out there that want to uh, be in the light and they're seeing a lot of people getting sick and tired of his actions. And I'm very scared that somebody's going to do something to him that he can't reverse, regardless of all the bodyguards that he's hiring. And I understand that it's entertainment, but we got to have some type of structure where you're not putting yourself in danger and most importantly, the people that you love in danger. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give to a kid that is... I hate to say this to you, following in your footsteps as the problem child. I would say it, 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 it depends, but I would say what more do you want? Because he has enough money mm -hmm. to be able to buy a property somewhere and live on it and take care of his family. Um, so what is it that you are trying to accomplish? Are you trying to gain more followers? Because they're, if you are, sir, young man, they are following you for the wrong reasons. They're watching you to watch your demise. Mm. They're not laughing with you. They're laughing at you. And so you are the butt of the joke. And I don't think that's what you want, young man. So what do you want? And, and I think the answer to that question would help the discussion. But I also can understand where he's coming from because I was so hell-bent when I was young on being successful and having money to be able to be free and to make my parents proud and to to be able to buy my dad things and my mom things and to have money for my family, that that was my main goal. And so 
anything besides that, I, I didn't really care of how I got to there. I want to add on to that because I agree everything you're saying. But my, I think I want to add on is, you remember when we were doing um, just six second videos? You get caught in the sauce, right? Which is like, you're, you're, you don't want to, because if you stop doing what got you there, it's everything that you did and sacrificed and were called an idiot for is for nothing. You just did all this to do what they said you're going to do and it's you're going to stop and you're going to fail. Um, and what happened, which, which I think of the grace of God, boxing fell into your lap. Yep. You had a different trajectory to head. And so I think that he's got to the highest limits of where he should go with what he's got going on. Yep. And he needs to find another passion to chase that could find him even more success financially or, or, or physically or mentally or spiritually. But I think he's caught. And mind you, I don't know the kid, but I know kids that are like him that are so scared of letting go of what they should be letting go of. Your season is time to move on. Like it's time for you to, to find that new flame and start at ground zero. And some people are too scared because we know as, as much as we talk shit about him, we know the sacrifice that that kid had to do to get himself to where he's at. So it's very hard for him to let go of something that nobody else earned for him. Yeah. It, it's not even like, it's not even scary. It's like, he wouldn't even know how. If if we were tell, I think if he's hearing this or if he were sitting right here, he would literally laugh and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, bro, for sure." He he, he wouldn't <laughs> like you. He probably would. No, bro. for sure. Like you wouldn't even. The words wouldn't even enter into his body. It's that bad. It's like emergency nine one one, like off the off the rails. So at some point. Uh, th there's you could you can do a lot to save a lot of people, but at some point they have to find out for themselves. That's how I was. I have to touch the stove ten times, and I'm and I'm getting better at that. Where it's like, okay, I can just like listen to someone mm. and take their advice. But when you're that young and successful, very and successful, have all these s successful quotation marks because that's also a problem that we're calling him this. Even and and it's because as a society we're conditioned to think people are successful off of their bank account and their follower account versus their happiness account and their love count. And it would be so bizarre if how society would change if you saw the monk in the woods and and the main thing that mattered in this world was love and happiness. And you saw and we praised the people who were the happiest and the most loving, mm. we would all just be like running into the woods to go take a selfie with the monks because they're extremely happy and have all the love they need right there with themselves. So it's actually bad of us to call him successful because I don't think he's successful. You, you, you find him to be but, in, a, but, in a good but, spot. But, but in soci yeah. by society's terms, he's successful because he has money and followers and he's got a mansion and cars inside of it. But... But that's it's funny not how that, but I judge a man. But like society also knows we all like even the kid that doesn't have money, right? Like I, like w when you were growing up, right? You did, it, you knew in your heart not all rich people are happy. We all know this. We see the movies, we hear the songs. Yeah. Motivation of having other people look at you in a successful light is very strong motivation for people. I want. So, like even you, right? When you first started, you wanted to prove the people that wrote you off wrong. You should have worked with me. I find myself to be very valuable. And so when you're caught 
trying to chase that and then you get that, you're not letting go of that for anything in the world. So I think that's his position that's in. But I also want to remind you when we were friends and you were going through the, the parts of your life where your neighbors were upset with you and the, you were known as the bad kid online, right? I got the, you're friends with him, bro. He's an asshole. Then it went to, yo, he's trying to be a boxer. Then it was like, whoa, dude, he's knocking people out. And then it went to like, oh, he's fake. And then now he's like, no, no, no. He's actually really seriously knocking these dudes out. And now they're like, there's, I'm seeing memes of people being like, Ali and Jake, same birthday, same legacy. That's a crazy jump. Yeah. But. If you listen to what people were telling you, you wouldn't be there. Yeah. Who is in his ear? Who's in Jack's ear to tell him, hey, man, maybe the direction you're taking it isn't the best direction anymore. Your surroundings are everything. I don't know who this man, so I, can't, I don't really want to speak on him because I'm not sure. But from what I've gathered from what you guys have said, I think it's the kind of thing where, you know, he's going to have to, like, learn for himself He's going to have to be into, on this journey on his own, and he's going to have to learn until something smacks him in the face. And he's going to be like, okay. And that's going to be his lesson. And sometimes like, you have to fall on your own to learn it because nothing that anybody else says, if, you're not, if you don't want to hear it, you're not going to listen to them and you won't do it for yourself. And it might, be, it, 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 it might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing because, bro, where you're at right now helping children wouldn't have happened mm -hmm. if you weren't the problem child and realized that, hey, these problems came because of my surroundings and the people that inspired me to be the person that I am. Let me now touch the youth so they could be inspired by good behavior instead of bad. So there's a, there's a thing that my mom used to say. She goes, the Lord takes something bad and he'll make it good for you. So Jack, I hope if you're listening, bro, you have, you have all the opportunities to be doing really substantial things in life. Like, and I don't mean for you to look up to Jake, but Jake is a great example of a man that people doubted his abilities. And now there's many kids trying to become Jake Paul. And it, and it happens through adversity. So let's stay away from him for a bit because I feel like we're just sitting here gossiping about him. We are bitch, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this video is sponsored by a freaking beast of a product that I absolutely love, electric e-bike. Now, you guys always hear me talking about me riding my electric bikes, but there's a bike out there right now that is perfect for your wallet, perfect for your entertainment, perfect for literally everything. I'm talking about for traveling, right? You don't want to put it on the hitch. You want something that could fold and you could put in your trunk, take to the beach, take to your mother's house, take it to somebody who likes bikes, but you're like, hey, let me unfold mine real quick. And then we could just ride together. You want one zippy, fast. You want one that has good durability that's safe when you're riding. You want one that you could take everywhere, anywhere at all times. Well, that's electricebike.com. Get hundreds of dollars in free accessories with your electric e-bike purchase, including America's best-selling e-bike, the XP 3.0. Visit electricebikes.com. That is L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E bikes.com. If you're dyslexic like me, I'll write it right here for you. Please visit the website. <laughs> Let's talk about the kids that you help. I mean, that's such an incredible thing that you do. And I can only imagine, you know, how that feels for you. So tell us about that and kind of tell us about your process of how you got into it, how you built up your foundation. I want to talk about Amanda because I know you brought that up too. Yeah. I, I would love to hear that story. Yeah, no. So I think boxing saved me and it pulled me out of a very, very dark place, gave me that routine, that discipline, uh, and it brought me back to my roots. I lost myself in Los Angeles and got away from competitiveness in sports, which was like my first love. And so it really brought me back to myself and it gave me the opportunity to step away from the cameras, which is what I think a lot of people, YouTubers and such who are lost need to do is step away 
so they can find themselves and who and what they want to be. And boxing gave me all of these things. It gave me something to fight for. It gave me purpose. And I believe, it, I believe a lot of people are probably in that same space. Mm, a lot. Um, and yeah. the, the message is simple. It's like, if it worked for me, it's probably going to work for you. And so you should box. You should learn this skill. You should get back connected to your primal nature, to being an animal. We, we forget that that's exactly what we are and that it feels so good to sometimes let that anger, that aggression out, that life, uh, that anxiety into, into a heavy bag or whatever it might be. Because sometimes when I lift, that do, it doesn't even do, do that for me. Um, so boxing was that calling. And young kids specifically i think cyberbullying is like terrible people mm -hmm. making anonymous accounts and being able to say things all the time in schools and that's what happened to me people in my school these girls made a facebook account called jake small and so it was like making it was like saying i had a little dick and so as since i was a kid like these uh accounts were being made of me when i started my vine journey there was fake accounts in the high school talking shit about me almost every week and the whole school would like favor it. But I never know who it was because it was anonymous. And so the, this cyberbullying thing like really affected me. And I can only imagine if it's 10 times worse than, uh, now than, than it was back then. And everything's on camera. There's a record of everything. And so the the message is like, pick up the boxing gloves to find that confidence, find that purpose, but also to fight back against bullying and, and more so specifically cyberbullying, which I think is run rampant and to lift up others around, uh, around you and to respect others and to treat them with love. And to, if you see these things happening in your schools, um, to uh, your peers, don't be the person that clicks like that adds to it, that makes things worse, that retweets it, be the person to say no this isn't right yeah and i don't think that message is out there anywhere i don't see anybody talking about it yeah. quite frankly and so um that's that's the mission and we're renovating gyms getting boxing gloves into as many uh, kids hands as possible um doing all types of things so Can we talk about amanda how did that relationship start yeah so um basically we were throwing an event in Cleveland. I was fighting Tyron Woodley and wanted to shine a light uh, on, on women's boxing and, you know, have a co-main event that was electric because I thought that was like something. When I came into boxing, there was a lot of problems in the sport. And I just kind of like identified the areas of where things are missing, what could be done better. It's the same thing that I did in vlogging when I first started vlogging. I watched a bunch of vlogs and I was like, what could be better? This is boring. Let's do this, 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 and that. And one of those things was highlighting women in the sport and met Amanda through that process, or met, kind of rekindled our, our friendship. We had met like once before, but heard her story about getting paid basically like $5,000 for fights 
and how she was. She's one of the best fighters of all time. She's a seven division world oh, champion. Oh, so she's at the top of getting paid. She was already at the top. Only yeah. getting. Five she was like thirty nine. She's putting her life in danger. Like exactly. That? So she was thirty nine and zero or thirty eight and zero, I believe, when we came into the picture. Seven division world champion. Um, I believe the only other person to do that is Manny Pacquiao. Um, so one of the greatest of all time. Mm. And don't quote me on that. Uh, there might be some, there might be some, no, 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 might be a different you. name. It's, it's, you can't take um, it back. <laughs> but, but I was like, oh, excuse me, what? And so I was like, all right, we're going to pay you. I think it was a hundred thousand dollars to be a part of the card. I was like, I'm going to set the precedent here. And I can't believe all these other fighters are getting paid around the, these numbers too. So I made it a point that pretty much on every card of mine, we've tried to make every single fighter it their biggest payday mm-hmm. and make and pay them the most amount of money that they'd ever been paid. But me and Amanda also hit it off as friends as well as her trainer. They're just really good people. And I started speaking up like how could fighters get paid like this? There's no, you know, they're getting taken advantage of specifically women. They're not getting the same opportunities. They're, they're not, there's not any massive women's fights going on. And people were like, yeah, yeah, he's right. And everyone like supported me when I was speaking out against these things. And I was like, oh wow, no one's said anything about this for years. I'm going to run with this torch. Yeah because I believe I can make change here and not only make change, but be the change, like pay Amanda a hundred thousand dollars. Like that changes your life, bro. Yeah. And one fight is more than all of the fights she's ever done in her life. Yeah. And so boom, domino effect, a bunch of things, um, started to happen and we were able to make the, the biggest women's fight ever in history her versus katie taylor they both got a million dollars biggest payday for women ever that's incredible and now we're just continuing to knock down barriers she's fighting 12 three-minute rounds which normally women's fights are 10 two-minute rounds Mm -hmm. so it's about equality Mm -hmm. and getting paid more and now she's the highest paid uh women's boxer in the sport by far and it's just crazy making change is is your formula, right? You get, like you said, you do the vlogging, you do the YouTube, you do the Vine, you do all the stuff you make change. Um, and I, I noticed you had a, a, like a back and forth with Dana. And to be honest, that one kind of threw me off for a loop. Now, I don't know what fighters are getting paid. I don't know the structure of fights. But I, if you peel back the POV on how you guys live your life and, and, your, and your values are very almost similar. You guys have very good same point of views outside of the paying thing. Have you ever tried to peacefully, instead of like torturing him online, have you ever tried to pull him aside and be like, Dana, explain to me why you're doing this when I know you're standing up for people's rights, you're standing up for the way they speak, you're doing good things behind closed doors. I need you to educate me on why is it that they're risking their lives for this amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think that that approach is going to work. Um, it's going to take something else. However, saying you're going to do things for people and saying free speech this and free speech that and doing all, all types of things is different than your actions. So if you could act like you're a good person and 
act like you want to help the world and all of these things. But if your actions don't align with that, then you're just a liar. And I'm not saying that's what he is. Mm. Um, I think you're right in terms of there's a lot of things that Dana and I agree on. And the vendetta is not necessarily against him. There have been personal attacks thrown because that's where it got to, which he started. I will point that out by um, calling my fights fake. He was the person that introduced that idea bringing in the steroids um, accusations, that was Dana White. Um, and specifically h hiring coaches for Ben Askren to beat me because he wanted me to lose. So there was personal things. So he chose things, you as an enemy. Yeah. There was, and there was personal things on my side, on my side of things that were said. Can but I the, ask but the you point, something? Well, the, do, do you think that... Do you think that, you, okay, for example, right, say you build a company up, you build up better, and in your heart, you're doing good in your heart, and, you're, and you feel like you're doing what you wished other people did for you, and then you have another kid out of nowhere come out and be like, bro, how you're running your job is filthy and gross, but he's like, bro, you don't even know who I am, so now you just came at his neck without even asking him his perspective. Would you not give him the right to try to take you out too? I would, uh, I would take the criticism and listen to it. And especially if it was from my fighters, my heavyweight champions, Francis Ngannou and John Jones. And so all you're saying there's fighters, smoke, there's fire. All, everybody's criticizing him. I was just the loudest about it. Everyone, the whole MMA community, like the fighters on his roster saying we don't get paid enough. So I would look at the criticism, even if I had my opinion, I would get to truth. And that's where I think society is he heading. That's why I like Vivek, because he's just about the truth. There's less, no ego involved, X, Y, Z. However, th that's why it it's bullshit at some point because regardless of my attacks on Dana it's just like it's and I respect him and his work ethic and what he did for MMA and the company everyone thinks I hate the UFC I was a UFC fan growing up I, I still enjoy it yeah, there's I'm, pictures of you going to the Chuck Liddell thing this is what I'm saying like people think I hate no 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 they have the message misconstrued because of all the drama that got thrown into it. And the message is, is, is very simple. And it's just treat fighters better and pay them more. If they, the fighter minimum payment is $12,500 for a fight. So even if they got three fights a year, they're still making not enough to, to get by because they have to pay for their own coaches, gyms, their coaches, yeah. their meals, their camp, their travel all of these things right so mm -hmm. if they if the ufc raised that minimum the fighter minimum to fifty thousand dollars a year not only would it improve the sport because you'd have more people in gyms more often the lower level fighters would want to strive to be greater because the, and they would only focus on that they wouldn't have to be teachers they wouldn't have to be janitors and they could focus on their craft and they would could make fifty thousand to a hundred thousand a year if they fought twice that would cost the ufc 20 million dollars a year okay. and in terms of what they make billions billions and billions, of, billions? It's, the mo it's the most profitable sport 
in the world. And I believe it's... Wait, is I, that true? Yes. it's, And I believe it's... I, believe, I dare say it is... It is... I, I might want to... I don't know if this is true, but I think it's the only sport that's like 100 like actually profitable um on on a fiscal year basis maybe the the nfl that could be wrong but it is the most profitable i thought boxing makes way more than mma box serves so the sport in general doesn't make as much as a ufc because in my mind the reason why i was defending him is because i thought the whole pie was a lot less so he's trying to do his best to provide in a pyramid like the top champs all the way down to the people that are beginning in that to work up their way to the pot. But if you're saying that they're just, oh, I'm, I'm just taking all this and the fighters have to deal with it, that's a different story. The, yeah. the UFC pays its fighters 15% of the revenue that it makes. Um, whereas in the NFL, it's 50-5-0. In the NBA, it's 50-5-0. So they're basically hoarding that extra 35% for themselves. That's tough to defend. And Especially when it's a brutal sport, bro. And, and it's without them, you wouldn't have anything. And in the NFL, the coaches are paid for. There's health care, long-term wow. health care after four seasons. The facilities are paid for. All of these things, the food, X, Y, Z is paid for. So not only... Is it they make more money, but they also get everything paid for. So it really is a, a big discrepancy. And again, for a company that's making one, two, three billion dollars a year, um, twenty million dollars isn't shit. Yeah. And this is where the the big thing lies for me. And then like the long term healthcare, it's like cool. Look at where we've gotten with MMA great job ufc but like now you should care about the people that your got you employees there. and the people that got you there and the fighters are the content they are the ones risking their lives and the discussion also it's funny because it, they pay their fighters 15 percent of the revenue but that includes conor mcgregor so like if you got rid of conor mcgregor it's really like he's the he's five percent of that so it's like they're actually only giving them like ten percent, so it's even crazier if you like actually. Well, there's some break UFC the, fighters that say they're like, "Oh, it changes once you get to a level, right?" They 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 renegotiate contracts once they start bringing it in. Uh, Who's the gentleman uh, that just like fought there, there's Tyson? There's probably like for a handful of them. Yeah, but they're also still not getting nearly what they deserve by any means. So. It's, it, it, but let's just start with the minimum and fix that, like, and some healthcare. Would you ever be down to sit down, have a conversation with him if he's like, okay, let's throw some ideas out there? Or do you fully think that he's just like, doesn't care? This is truly like his perspective. Is it like his way or the highway because he built this like as his baby? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he believes that they deserve it. I don't think he will change it. And I'd love to have a conversation with him and, and pick his point of views. Because from hearing the way he speaks, I, I, I find it challenging to accept that he's selfish. I don't know why. It's, uh, maybe he's just a great speaker, and that, that uh, could be a problem. But I, I, would, I would love to challenge his heart because I would love to see not only you make the change, but I would love to see him step into a Oh, we're going to make him. the change regardless. Oh, damn. <laughs> Shit. All right. No, well, yeah. And I'm sure that— We're going to make a fighter's union, and 
and we are making a fighters you're union. You're like the friend dresser. Friend, friend what? We have been friend dresser behind friend the scenes. Friend. Mr. Sheffield, did you know what I'm talking well, about here or no? No, but like, <laughs> <laughs> she's the president of SAG-AFTRA. But she I defends mean, actors. That's why the whole strike happened, is because they were going to even hurt the actors less that don't have any income their way. Yeah. And she says that's it. With no one's AI acting, and she has the power to shut everything down and say, no, we're not moving until you guys mm-hmm. understand that I'm going to take care of these actors. And that's yeah, what so you're trying to do. Exactly. There's no union for fighters, which is crazy. Because right. like, boxing has been around since fifth. The f- 1500s well what a beautiful so. time for fighters right now to have someone like you you know to bring things to light and make a change and i'm sure they're incredibly grateful for that the problem you know? child fixing the problem mm-hmm. yes yeah, so it's funny that you <laughs> started you the said. episode with that because my my Susie calls me the solution child and she says you're oh, wow. she's every every almost every time she, we talk she says you're not the problem child you're not. I've told you that. Yeah. I, and, and like you're, you're a righteous man. And, and like for example, the situation with me and Logan, right? Like you could have easily just been like, uh, yeah, I'm siding with my brother. I'm not gonna side with this kid. But you were weighed out, and you were like, nah. I just feel like you guys will get back together. I'm not gonna just side with somebody. I'm logically gonna weigh this out and realize I'm not gonna pick a side. I'm gonna let you boys deal with it as men. And then me and you talk behind closed doors. And to be honest, bro, that was one of my biggest fears. I thought I was gonna lose you and GP because I really care about you guys. So like. When I got a call from both of you, and I'm gonna sound like a weak man, but I, I cried. I like, I literally got so scared of losing people I love that when you guys both called me, I was like, okay, good. Like, at least if they could believe in me, then I could probably move forward and not lose everybody in my life. Well, that's because I know both you and Logan, and Logan can be very confusing, but he has, he means well, and he has, he has a, a good heart deep down, and mm-hmm. and. Um, I know that of you as well. And so it was just like, okay, they're fighting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> these things happen. Yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, and, and, I would t- and I would tell Logan the same thing. I'm not going to just like, and I wouldn't want him to choose a side if he believed there was a greater answer or outcome because you feel like Waiting. you're shortening him. You're like, yeah, you're cheapening like, the, the value of it. Yeah. We, uh, we, we got to a place where we discussed a lot of your success and your, a lot of your change based on you facing your fears and heading towards adversity. What is the thing that you're fearing right now? What, what scares mm. you? What, what puts you in a position of like just chaos emotionally? the the world the outside the the rest of the world my 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 generation and peers and younger and the kids that are ipad kids being sucked in today's generation and the the challenges that they're gonna have to face and overcome and and the the evil in the world i think is probably the first on that list can i say something which i just found to be really beautiful you were in fear that you weren't going to be at the level that you're at now and now you're at that level and you told yourself i want to serve i don't want this to be about me anymore i want to do things for other people and now your new fear is Mm. what other people are going to go through yeah i think 
just from seeing that, I feel like maybe God puts fear in people's hearts to head that direction. Yeah, no, for sure. I think fear is a, a, a great thing. Yeah. And it, and it motivates me every day in boxing, like in a fear of losing again, a fear of a lot of things and a, a fear of um, not being good enough. Like people are, don't embrace fear and then I guess it doesn't even become fear it becomes fuel and then it just like there's so much you can do with that and it, it'll push you to be great so I don't know I think it's it's a beautiful thing they mocked Donald Trump many times about oh I think he's gonna try to run for president all the way back in the day they were like you could watch TV shows I mean for God's sake he was huge when he was in the movie Home Alone uh do you see yourself as an older man helping this country in a political standpoint? Yeah, I mean, people, people, uh, I've joked, you know, so much about becoming president one day. Did you use a comedy like, to test the waters to see how people would handle it? Yeah, like my <laughs> like, this peers is a joke. and stuff. <laughs> no, literally. And then, like, some of my, some of my affiliates and business partners and stuff were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, that's a great idea. <laughs> And I see that for you, and it's going to happen. Um, and it's funny, like if you if you think about it, like the if if Donald Trump became the president because of you're fired, apprentice. It's like the of course the future president's gonna be a fucking vlogger, YouTuber, social media kid. Like <laughs> no, at, for at it, the it, end it, of the it, day, it's because he he was an entrepreneur. Yeah. That mm -hmm. well, let me let me just put a small thing. The vlog, right? Why I would vote for somebody in your stature is because, well, one, I've got to make sure his heart is in the right place. And I think now because of social media, you could actually see who a human being is. It's actually going to level out the country a lot. But the second most important thing is how did he act when he entered a new area? He entered vlogging. He said, these are the changes we need to make to make it successful. And you did that, but you were still like this little asshole kid that yeah, was doing exactly. things. But then you go and you take that same value into boxing. Now you're getting people money in their pockets to feed their children. Brother, mm -hmm. the, the, you don't become a great man overnight. You were walking we did in, it the in the steps. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I think that's, I'm that's having, for you. that's how, thank yeah, you. That was great. That, that, you put it great. You guys convinced me. Campaign <laughs> marketing uh, director. Thank nice. you, George. But I think I've joked about it, but I, 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 I just don't know if I want that responsibility. Like Vivek is doing a good job. We actually have a penciled in for this episode, not this episode. Just imagine Vivek. Come in. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, Vivek. Vivek. Vivek rhymes with cake. I do not hear the difference. Are you saying Vivek? You're saying Viv Vivek. Okay. It's Vivek. Vivek. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I swear I didn't hear the difference. <laughs> Vivek. Yeah. So Vivek, um, I can't wait to have a conversation with him because I just want to, I want to get to know his heart, bro. And I think that's what our country needs to do. I need, to, I, I'm done with, I don't want to hear your, your promises. To be honest, president is, is not as powerful as we were made out to seem a president to be. Yeah. I want to know where your heart lies. So when I'm not in the room, are you at least leaning towards the decisions that I would make with my values. Yeah, exactly. Then that's that's more so what the president is, right? It's like the quarterback on the team, but you still need the 10 other players. Yeah. Um, but but they are the leader. They are the morale and they are the backbone. And I think that that is important. And he's great for a reason of not creating so much division with someone being elected. That's what I don't like about politics is we get in this back and forth battle 
about whose side, Republican, Democrat, this, that. And we're just fighting with each other when we forget that it's the United States of America and we are the divided states of America currently, mm -hmm. especially because of X and Twitter and social media. And that's what I don't like about politics is, is it creating so much division and arguing amongst us and hatred amongst our our own people. And I don't know what the, the solution is to that. You might not know it yet because God might not want to reveal it to you right now, but just keep moving in the direction. And brother, you're a leader. I guarantee you, if anybody's going to have the answer, you might be one of the people that like, you know, stumble upon it. But speaking about being a leader and setting an example, what are your thoughts on Elon Musk and his direction that he's taking? Um, do you feel like he's moving in a good direction? Do you, what, where does your heart lie when you look at Elon? I think he's one of the greatest uh, humans alive, um, point, point blank period. And in terms of solely, uh, I guess, just actions, I guess, first and foremost, like preserving freedom of speech that yeah. was lost in this country with what he did with, with Twitter and X is such a massive thing. Um, and wanting to become multi-planetary, putting all of his money on the line, almost going bankrupt for, for SpaceX to, you know, save humanity essentially, or hopefully save humanity at, at some point. Um, and renewable energy with his whole solar company, uh, which again, like kind of goes back to like saving and, and uh, making the planet a better place. And no, no human is perfect. I don't, I don't know the man at all, but I know that he does have a greater purpose and I can't really point to anyone else who's just like actually doing things to make a difference and to m make progress and to help the world. There, there's a lot of people who say they're going to do it, which is kind of what a lot of politicians are doing, but they're not actually putting all their money on the line and spending every waking hour of every day to, to be the change. Yeah. Have you met him? Um, no. I know he's very tapped into social media. Like yeah. he, he, for somebody who does so much, he's very like involved with culture. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever watched him, but he's always like commenting on things that I would in my mind would be like, Elon is like, how do you have the time to even know about what's going on in this direction? And um, I, I keep saying this. Well, that's 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 what makes him great. And I think the best people in the world know exactly what's going on because then they can figure out how to change it. A lot of times I'm on social media observing everything. I probably know about so much more shit than the aimlessly scrolling person because it's part of my job so that I can understand, interpret, comprehend, and make change for the better. And I think Elon's doing the same thing, so he has to know where the tides are, what the people are saying, and, and how to... Uh, proceed from there so it's actually probably very important in a big part of his day to spend maybe two three hours online mm -hmm. in the in the world to, to so he can connect and he can see their point of view make them understand and like reach out and see what he's a visionary and see what nobody else sees and identifying problems that he then can come up with a solution for with a with a company you know every time 
uh, they ever have him on a podcast, they're always just like talking about like his adventures or the cool things or like the pop. If I want a parade that one day I would do an interview with Andrew and people said that it was a different side of Andrew that they got to see because I truly just wanted to get to know the man. And so like, I, I feel like if you are watching this, Elon, I would, I know this is a long shot. This is a crazy like suggestion, but I don't care respectfully about all of the cool technology you've made. I would love to have a conversation with you just to get to know you because I know you have a big hand in what our generation's like outcome's gonna be. Yeah. And, and I truly would love to just get to know you and talk to you so not only myself, but my peers and the people that watch could understand because it gets kind of scary when somebody has so much power and you really don't know. You can watch one video and like completely get scared of this man's decisions. Like like the neural links. Like people are like, oh, what if he's trying to control the world? But like, what's his passion? Why did you even want to do that in the first place? There, I, I just wish that people that interviewed him got to know his heart rather than try to gas him up with the success that he's already had, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, definitely. And, and I think you do a great job of bringing that out of people. And I don't think it's a long shot, by the way. Like, Well, if you know him, please tell him that I want to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> Anybody, if anybody best. knows but him, please. I, God, what, I would like, do is, I, what I would do is, um, is like, just start t posting your videos on X. <laughs> start tweeting it? He goes, you said tweet. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> X. I'm Xing. What is it What does it even now? mean? How do you, I, I X, X somebody? I, like, think it, I think it might be That's one of the questions I want to know. I think it still might be called a tweet, but the platform is X. I don't know. But... But, but you should you should be posting your podcast on there and then and then just putting it out there, bro. I'm sure you'll see it. People think it's a long shot to get in touch with me. And by the way, I was listening to you earlier when you were like, "How am I gonna get in touch with Andrew?" Like you could have just texted me. Oh. <laughs> like, I, you were like, "Oh, I'm never gonna get in touch with Andrew." Like, bro, like I could have just messaged him. Oh, like, I didn't even really think about I, that. I, I, yeah, <laughs> but. That's but so I don't funny. Know, I had I, this whole inspirational, like, dude, I had <laughs> dreams and, like, it was meant to be. And he's like, bro, I could have just, you literally you just could have, like. WhatsApp. Yeah, but, but I don't know Elon, so can't help you there. But Oh, well, then you're just worthless. We're wrapping this yep. up. Thin. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to ask you something because you have a girlfriend. You look like you're in a really happy relationship. So how are things with uh, Utah? And Wait, how hold on. Let me get in my little relationship stance. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You should have stayed. But uh, how is that? How is that? How does it feel to? Sorry, I mean, what? I don't know where you are at in the state of your relationship, but it seems like you are in a very supportive place, and to have that, you know, with your success right now, and I want to know about it. How you met? All of it. Yeah. So she, it's 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 an amazing feeling because she's a a unicorn in today's day and age, where she just like, like you checks all the boxes it's very rare very very rare and she's such an incredible woman with a purpose she understands me hard work discipline mm. uh, has the purest soul and this joy about her that I, I haven't seen any other human and um, she's very smart mature responsible and makes me a better person which I think is a huge part of huge. being a partner beyond the fact that she's incredibly gorgeous and stunning and has the most beautiful eyes and smile and laugh i mean i could go all day wow, but you are in love but, bro and i told her i was like i'll find you in any lifetime baby no. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so cute. but it's crazy like i it's a, like love finds you that type of love finds you when you least expect it and that's mm. that's i want to I, I want to circle about when you found her because i think that's a very important place because bro like 
I, I was talking to one of the people that worked here, and uh, they were just like, she came around right when it was your loss. Yeah. Do you feel like that was a little grace from God that is like, if you're going to find the perfect girl, I'm going to give it to you right when you're probably going to be really hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it, and when we were talking like um, uh, weeks before that and the way she acted through that loss was like uh, such a great sign mm. because like she just, she didn't care about the materialistic side of like, oh, you lost and blah, blah, blah. And I was going through like a really low moment and low phase and she was there and the way she treated me didn't change one bit. And she like stepped up to the plate and um, was able to help me like guide uh, through that moment. And that was super meaningful and, and powerful. And that's how I knew like, okay, if she can be here for me like when we're kind of just starting to talk and mm -hmm. I just lost and I'm in my lowest moment I'm the most vulnerable probably I've ever been um and I'm not vibrating at a high frequency and she still likes me then that's very powerful yeah so. it made you feel like comfortable enough to be vul like to get close to her like you didn't feel like she wanted something else there was no alter Alt what's the word? Alter alternative yeah, alternative motive yeah she like she just liked me for me yeah and and i think uh i could tell how happy you are just by like the way you smile and like you just mm -hmm. i could tell like when you're talking about it you're like envisioning her and that's and that's a love that i pray that every man gets to experience mm -hmm. and um i pray that it's very fruitful for you guys i pray that not only do you guys uh build each other up but you guys point each other in the best directions possible um what is a good relationship advice for somebody who's dealing with a woman who's a high-level woman that works hard, that might not need you but wants to be with you, how do you move past the insecurities? Well, yeah, I think first and foremost, I see a lot of codependent relationships these days. And our relationship is the epitome of, like, two flames burning separately. Mm. And that is the lost in this generation. I think the relationships now depend on each other for their happiness and they become one burning flame and when they're not together like for hours or days at a time like the whole entire thing crumbles there's trust issues there's insecurities there's all of these things and so i think that was such a different thing for me because she has her own life and it uh, it forced me to be there for for myself and to um fulfill a lot of space that was that was missing um, when I didn't have a partner, and I think that's that's lost. And she has to do the same as well right. because we don't get to see each other a lot. And I think God's plan was so that we could both learn how to burn separately and not just be on top of each other twenty four seven, which is what you see. I think with a lot of relationships these days and to not be insecure when you're not around and to, to learn how to truly, truly trust somebody. Yeah. And um, we were talking about a little bit earlier, but right now you said that right now it's her season, right? So she's training really hard just to be really dedicated and you guys don't get to see each other a lot. Is that hard for her to, because obviously, you know, she's an Olympian athlete. She's like, she has so much she needs to do every day and she needs to be so dedicated. But at the same time, she's in this new relationship and yeah. that must be hard for her to be like, oh, but I want to hang out with him so bad. But 
Gotta stay focused. You ever motivate her? Be like, come on, have this cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's. You it's, don't have to get number one <laughs> this year. <laughs> well, that's what I, I honestly do say. That no, I kind of, kind of, kind of. Do you love me or your sport more? Come on. No, kind, no, but I don't. I don't ever say that. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, like, do do your sport. Like, forget yeah. about me. I tell her to stop thinking about me because it is hard for her. Yeah. She's like all emotional. She's like, I want to be with you. And today's practice was really hard. And I, I just like want to come to America and spend time with you. And I'm like, no. I literally am like, have less feelings. Stop thinking about me, yeah. and focus on what you need to do. And be the best at it because that's what's in front of you right now. Like you need to finish eating your plate before you could have dessert. Mm. How'd you get there though? Because like, <laughs> bro, good. like we didn't, we wouldn't, we didn't. Okay, let's put it this way. I'm including myself. We didn't have that mindset when we first moved to LA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you mean you're going somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would get sick and tired of them. Like this girl doesn't want to leave me alone. And then she leaves you for two seconds. We're like, oh, where are you going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. But like, well, how does a man get that type of confidence? Like, not everybody wakes up with millions of dollars and like a cool boxer with like nice hair and beard. You know what I mean? Like, so nice hair is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> you have really nice hair. What do you mean? Well, when it's flopped down, but it. The hairline, I guess, is where, yeah, whatever. Oh, but, my gosh. But as yeah. long as your hairdo looks cute, that's all you need. Well, thank you. Just imagine he goes, <laughs> He's still like, cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, so um, how do you get a confidence like that? How do, you let a, how do you let a girl thrive? My whole thing is, like, it's, it, I want her to be at her best ability, and then, God willing, when she's at her best ability and best state of, in, in her life, and, and then she wants me, that's more of a reward than if she's at the bottom of the barrel mm -hmm. and then now she wants me. So like, how does a man see that and be like, no, 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 I want you to be at your best and see if you still want me. Because speed skating is for however many years, but our relationship is gonna be decades and decades and decades. Mm -hmm. So it's like a short sacrifice in, in this short amount of time where this is her moment while she's young to be the best at her sport, to go get the gold medal, to God willing, break the world record for the fastest thousand meter. And who am I to selfishly stop her from doing that? And if she, and if I would demand that of her request that, um, I think she would be resentful mm -hmm. in the long run. So 100%. it's like, you 100%. need to let, you need to let things, you need to let the story unfold and, and, and it's patience and all of mm -hmm. this stuff, but it's not easy. You, you truly love her. You, you, you're serving her desires. Yeah. It would be selfish if Belle came up to me with a project that she's about to do an acting role and this is her breaking role, but she's going to live in Atlanta for six months while they're shooting there. It would be rude and disrespectful and selfish. I was like, oh, well, so you're going to shoot in Atlanta for like six months? Yeah. And I'm only providing the negative out of it instead of being like, babe, like I'm going to fly out every weekend to visit you and I'm going to, yeah. don't worry, it's going to be quick. There's a person that pushes you into the better direction. There's some people that, yeah. sadly, they, they're selfish with their needs and they're like, well, if it's not for me, then... I don't really, I don't care if it benefits you and you love her so much that you put her needs above yours and that's called serving your yeah. partner. Go and on. I also think that comes back to the fact that if you want to be in a really healthy relationship and you want to be loved incredibly, you need to learn how to love yourself and be confident in yourself and do the work on yourself so that you are able to then put that into somebody else. Yep. Because if you weren't good with yourself, you didn't have that confidence, you wouldn't be able to 
be like, yes, babe, like get it, get that medal, like do all those things. And that you are fulfilling her life so much because she is able to like do her first love, the mm -hmm. love that she has, she was a little girl. And then she's able to look at her great love and be like, wow, he supports me. And those go hand in hand. Yeah. Fire. That's my best friend right there, bro. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> That's my best friend. No, yeah. And, and it's like you said, like she's been speed skating since she was... Uh, 12 years old oh. so like that's been her relationship for 13 years mm. so it's like I come second which is is fine and it should that's be right why now. that's why you have to be able to be there for yourself and it's like the partner that doesn't want their you know person to go to Atlanta for six months for the acting gig they probably don't know how to be there for themselves yeah and so they're not doing it maybe out of a place of a wrong place. They just like are scared to be on their own mm. as they well. They find their happiness in you. Yeah. And so they're like, well, wait, you're my, you're my happy. So like, where are you going to go? I'm, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. If you, if you want to yeah. look sexy to your partner, nothing is sexier than just being there. Yeah. Emotionally. Like when I, when I was uh, on, on impulsive and I would travel a lot for the first time, this is the first time I'm always leaving. Now my girl's noticing, yeah, not only am I going to these like shoots, but there's also plenty of women around. There's where they might have to be at an event. There's doing all these things where she knows girls are coming up and hitting on me. I could have came home to be like, okay, who's, who's hitting on you now? Who's, who's doing this with that versus like, I already trust your behavior. Yeah. Why don't you tell me about your day? How was it? And this, and now I'm like, wow, how sexy is it that this woman doesn't give a shit about no girl hitting on me? Cause she's walking around with, I dare, I dare you do it, yeah. do something stupid and watch me go find another man to replace you like that. That made me be like, oh shit, I want to provide more. Yeah, exactly. Girl, you're so sexy, bro. I would remarry you right now if I could. I'll be You'd remarry me. I would. We gotta remarry first. Oh, I mean, engage with you. I mean, re-engage. But secretly, I already feel like I'm re-engage. Yeah, give me the ring back real quick. Yeah, just do it again, bro. It was, it was really nice sitting here talking to you, bro. It really was. It really was. I, I think we could talk for a long ass time. Like it feels like we just scratched the surface too. I think we should do another one of these. I would love to. And and, and I, I I would love to do it at maybe quarters or like a, like a few months or a year because I want to be able to use this platform to learn with each other and then have people come along on this journey. Yeah. And you do a thing that a lot of men can't do and it's be vulnerable and honest. And having these conversations are my are my absolute favorite because well if you can't be vulnerable and be honest then you're not a man mm. so yeah amen to that Jake Paul ladies and gentlemen the Jake real Paul. Jake Paul <laughs> thank you so much for being here bro yeah, I love thank you guys you. I love you guys love you dude you're one person but whatever no I'm I'm <laughs> <You> said, <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you next time.